0: Hey folks, I'm Clyde and this is Tommy. Welcome to the roadhouse. Cheers!
1: So as you guys can see, we've got uh, Clyde and Tommy here from uh, the Paps Boys from the Roadhouse.
0: Well, we went over how Tommy and I met in the first place. Yeah.
2: We met in Japan three or oh, no, six years ago.
1: Well, we uh, definitely talked about the YouTube channel and that's how we came to know you.
2: Check us out on
0: YouTube forward slash Paps Boys. P-A-B-S-T-B-O-Y-S.
1: Well, in our series of interviews that we've been doing recently, I'm proud to present the uh, Paps boys, uh, Clyde and Tommy, and they're in a country far, far away called Canada. So just want to thank you guys for taking the time to be here with us and uh, share your thoughts and, uh, well, just, you know, how you guys came to be, uh, uh, how you guys came to be.
2: Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know.
1: So uh, just so the audience doesn't get, get confused. Clyde was the one that said thanks for having us. Tommy, you say a few words. <laughs> a few words. Oh,
2: that's the
1: word. <laughs> <laughs> that's So that's Tommy's voice and uh, Tommy is originally from Japan and, and and I think it's amazing. Uh I found out just the other day a little bit about Clyde's uh, story and 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 Tommy's story as well. Uh from Japan. Uh how did you guys get together uh Uh, Clyde? I mean, uh, Tommy's originally from Japan. How do you wind up over here in Canada?
0: Well, it all started because uh, my my wife's Japanese. We met here in Canada and we got married. And uh, we decided to go over to Japan so that I could see her culture and meet her in-laws, meet my in-laws, meet her family. (laughs) And, And well, I'll try my best to learn the language. And where i met tommy was one night i was i was coming home uh with my wife we were walking back and we noticed a little corner bar in our neighborhood and we stopped to have a peek and uh there was this guy in the bar yeah that was me that was you
1: (laughs) (laughs) don't give it away tommy
0: and and he he said the, the typical Japanese yes, I was here. yeah, welcome in Hello. Which, which is the t- the typical thing, and we we didn't think much of it, but then when he <laughs> tried his best to do it in English yeah. <laughs> with, a, with, with a big old <laughs> yeah. well we, we couldn't resist, so we, we we stopped in, we had a beer, and we got chatting with him, and because I was new in Japan and I, I was looking for work, yeah, I'm a tradesman in Canada but When you live abroad and you can't speak or read the language, you got to settle for what you can get. And we asked them if they were hiring at the bar, and sure enough, I I ended up with a job there. Ended up working with this guy for a good six months as my boss.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was a boss. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, you're the boss. And uh, yeah, well, we ended up becoming really good friends. And after I stopped working there and moved on to, well, Bigger and brighter things. <clears throat> we uh, we maintained that friendship. And that was that was three years that I lived in Japan. Yeah. Um we we had a number of uh, interesting adventures, some some that are equatable to the the old dumb and dumber. 125 CC scooters
2: and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scooter and yeah. Yeah. balls. Yeah. We, 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 we did do the scooter trip. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like uh, a <laughs> uh, 350 kilometers yeah, we, distance. We,
0: we ran about 350 kilometers on uh, from Tokyo to <laughs> on a little <laughs> scooter together. Yeah. That, that was an interesting trip, but anyway, to to get away from that. Sorry. Yeah. So,
1: so basically, you didn't know any Jap- Japanese uh, before you mo- went over there with your uh, wife.
0: Well, yeah, very little. I mean, yeah. I I knew how to say hello.
1: Right. So, Tommy, how how long was it for Clyde before he could actually communicate with you effectively? In Japanese?
2: Oh, like a month?
1: Really? That's no, amazing. Not, not that
0: quick, man. It, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, it felt know. like a month. It felt like an eternity for me.
2: But <laughs> every night after work, like we're talking about, oh, this is Japanese. And you give me your how to speak English. Yeah, yeah. So so effectively,
0: we we both learned each other's languages off of each other. Interesting. So it was it was pretty cool because th- that's how we got like that that brotherly feel mm-hmm. each other. You know? I'm
1: sure there was a lot of funny, uh, a lot of fun times and uh, mispronouncing words and you know your mother's a goat type thing. Those jokes oh, on, that you on, see, on both
0: sides, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think Tommy does that quite a bit on the channel. <laughs> 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 and it, well that that's how that's how we got into to doing the subtitles for Tommy. That oh. that started off early on. It we, helps. Um, in in one of our early episodes
1: uh as you know and i mean i don't think anyone doesn't think our show is not scripted Well, well wait wait a second let me make sure the audience knows i mean everybody should know but uh clyde's talking about the their youtube channel the paps boys and they shoot them there in the uh the roadhouse which uh which you'll get to see a bit of if you uh, watch our promo on the live show. But uh, so, you, uh, Clyde's talking about their uh, their YouTube uh, channel and uh, some of the videos they've uh, they've put out on that. Go ahead, Clyde, yeah, with so your story. On
0: our, on our channel, and, and when we first got started, on our earlier episodes, as you can tell, probably if you're listening to the podcast, that Tommy doesn't have the best the best pronunciation of, of English words. <laughs> I mean, he's still he's still in the early stages of, of becoming. Bilingual Japanese and English. Yeah, yeah. Think about it. I'm I'm three years old,
2: man. <laughs> <laughs> so, nah, nah, dah, 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 I want that one. Nah. Yes, please. Well yeah, well, so well Tommy
1: is, is Clyde a three year old in his Japanese?
2: F 4 M four.
1: So you're both learning about the same rate then?
0: So, back, back to what I was getting at. All right. <laughs> was, um, yeah, in, in some of the early episodes, we, uh, well, I was kind of getting frustrated because Tommy, yeah. I kept telling him, uh, Tommy, you got to say it so people will be able to understand it. Nobody's going to watch our channel if you can't understand you. And, he, and I, I got frustrated and said, well, screw it. I'm just going to subtitle you. <laughs> 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 he started laughing.
3: He said, "That's the funniest idea ever."
0: Yeah, that, yeah. that'll be good. That's perfect. You should, we should do that for every episode. everywhere Yeah, every episode. So that's how it started, and yeah. that's why we still do it.
1: Now I've got an idea for you guys, and you know I, I mentioned this earlier about ideas, and uh, I, I sometimes I do it just to irritate people. You, you know, maybe Tommy could learn uh, a, a sentence and learn how how to speak it. In perfect English, and that would be a good outro for you know, like something like uh, you know, did I do do the did I do the accent correctly or something where it would be a shocker at the end
0: <laughs>
1: as an outtake or something or maybe have him get upset and maybe in a Texas accent cuss cuss at you or something.
0: Well, uh, well, we spent about twenty minutes one night trying to get Siri to understand him.
1: Oh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that that ended up at, at, in the outtakes in one
2: of our videos. Yeah, I, yeah, I talked to Siri so many times, so throwing my question, but Siri can, couldn't understand it, what I say.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, Siri's racist. We all we all know that. So, <laughs> so, so let me uh, let me uh, bring you back around. So you were, you guys were uh, in uh, in uh, Japan for three years, or or you were, Tommy? I'm sure you were there all your life until the the last three or so. Uh, yeah. How did you how did you get him to come back to Canada with you? Was there uh, some ah. sort of duct tape and uh, binders twine involved, or
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you explain it, Tommy? Well, uh, yeah, three years he was in Japan, and after that three, uh, the earthquake. Yeah, we had a, there was
0: a huge earthquake in Japan. I'm sure everybody knows about it with the. With the whole uh, deal with uh, Fukushima and happened, yeah, right. there was a, a nine magnitude earthquake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we we felt that pretty good in Tokyo, and, and a lot of people wanted to leave, and my
2: family got on me about, oh, you got to come back. Yeah, sure. So they, yeah, Pras and his, uh, his wife back to Canada. I stayed. Also. Just just want to make one point. We were actually going to leave. We were
0: planning to leave about two months later. Yeah. And, But that just kind of rushed along our leaving.
1: Oh, perfect sense, yeah. Especially since you don't know what else is going to happen. I mean, a a magnitude 9 is huge.
0: Yeah, that's huge. Right. And nuclear. Yeah, so what happened was um, when I was leaving, Tommy was like my best bud. So I said, hey, Tommy, you know, you got to come to Canada, at least for a visit. You know, we have like a working holiday program where you can stay for a year and work and stuff. And and Tommy, even in Japan, is kind of an oddball. I mean, <laughs> he sticks out like a star thumb. And I'll tell you what, in, in, in Japan they have a saying, the, the nail that sticks out of the floorboard gets hammered down. And <laughs> it, it's not like the early bird gets the worm, right?
1: Right. Huh?
0: So Tommy's a bit of an oddball, and, you know, like any oddball in any society, kind of was looking for something different. Mm-hmm. So I say, hey, man, come, come to Canada. Come hang out with us. We've got a place you can stay with us for the first bit and then get your own place and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So he did that. And, uh, yeah, well, that was three years ago. Yeah, that's right. Three years ago. I, I uh, told him he wouldn't want to leave. And <laughs> well, there you are. Yeah.
1: How's it been, Tommy? I know you went back home for a good month uh, to go back yeah. and visit. Did you think about staying?
2: Oh, that's pretty good that my visiting to Japan was good. Did you want to stay? But I felt like something different in life and Japanese life. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Japan. Yeah. Yes. Japan is my home country. I grew up in Japan. Of course, I love Japan. But uh, this time, kind of different feeling when I get to the airport and it's in Tokyo, it's it's like sightseeing.
1: Interesting. So yeah. so it almost feels like home has changed. It, it's, yeah, home
2: has changed. You yeah, went- I a few my old friends and family, but they're they never changed, like same Japanese. But I yeah, then I realized I changed. Right. I've changed like something inside my <laughs> <laughs> you know inside my body. So everything is looks different right? oh, like cool. oh they're pretty fresh you know <laughs> yeah that's crazy i took so many pictures <laughs> oh this is so funny this is so funny even i didn't notice oh <laughs> this is not this is funny <laughs> japan's was, a different place from an outside yeah, perspective very, right? very different.
0: <laughs> when you and i can attest for this because when you live in japan you get so used to all the odd things that happen every single day mm-hmm that you, you kind of grow numb to it. So, you know, weird things are weird, and then you have your friends visit you and, and say, oh, my God, did you see that thing that just happened just now? And you're like, oh, yeah, that happens every day. Right. Three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <That's> <laughs> Interesting. Well, that's really, that's really cool. So um, now you guys have a nice Cherokee sitting there back behind you. And I yes. know that your your YouTube channel uh, actually focuses on your Cherokee and uh, making modifications and things to it, but but you do much more than that. You have a, an entertainment value to it, and you also have a uh, uh, I, w- I wouldn't call it an exactly legal sponsorship by a uh, a beer manufacturer. <laughs> we're,
0: we're not actually sponsored by Ribbon. Riven. Oh, we- sorry, sorry. I'm gonna collect this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't don't sorry. apologize. Don't be apologetic about it. <laughs> No, we're not actually sponsored by Passport. They probably don't even know about us, to be honest. Um, they're, they're a multinational company. They just happen to make our favorite product. So, yeah, we, we endorse their product, of course, because we enjoy it every <laughs> every, night, every, night, <laughs> every Every night. Every day. Every <laughs> single day. And, yeah. Of course, we don't enjoy it while we're driving or... Uh, we don't enjoy it before we drive. Of course.
3: <laughs>
0: the more you know. <laughs> uh,
1: you guys can't see it, but they're looking at each other like, yeah, yeah, they bought it. Uh, so uh, <laughs> so tell us about your Cherokee for our uh, a Cherokee-interested audience.
0: Okay, so uh, this Cherokee that we're working on uh, which, as you know, if you work on a Cherokee, is a never-ending process. Always. And yeah, we've been working on this Cherokee for mm-hmm. Just, uh, years ago. About, a, was, year? A, be- about a year, a year, about a year, maybe a bit more. I mean, we haven't been rushing it along or anything. But yeah, we we. A year ago. Essentially, is- here's the story where it came from. Uh, Tommy, when he first came here, he needed a vehicle. So mm-hmm. he got on Craigslist, as everyone does, that needs a vehicle and doesn't want to buy something new. Mm-hmm. And he asked me... Oh, look at oh, this. Look at this. I look like this, this. Jeep Cherokee. That was, Cherokee. That was my
2: trophy vehicle. Yeah, right? Yeah.
0: And when I, was, when I was younger, I had a really, really good friend of mine, and he built up a Jeep Cherokee, and I loved the thing. We used to cruise around in it and go wheeling in it all the time. And when he was looking at a Cherokee... I man awesome get that and then down the road when you got cash we'll, we'll do something with it so well down the road <laughs> down the road he ended up just wanting something cheaper on gas and he was going to get rid of it and it actually had a lot of problems it had well the the engine's kind of tired but still goes pretty strong it's a four liter the um the windshield is cracked in a number of places. The floor was missing on the passenger side because the exhaust had been leaking for so long and with so much moisture in the cab, in the carpet, just rotted the passenger side floor right out. Yeah. Uh, there, was, there was quite a bit of rot, but when I looked underneath of it before he was about to send it to the crusher, I saw that the frame or the unibody frame was in really good shape. Mm-hmm. And all the, the crucial things that you would look for on a Cherokee were in really good shape. So, not to mention that it had the, the high pinion Dana 30 in the front. Right. It did have a Dana 35 in the rear, but that's easily remedyable. And, uh, yeah, I just thought this thing has potential. So, hey, bud, I'll give you what the scrapper will give you for it. And he went for it, and then it ended up being in the roadhouse. Yeah, and that's where it all started.
1: Oh, interesting. So, uh, what year uh, Cherokee is it?
0: <clears throat> it's a uh, '93 yeah. Jeep Cherokee Country.
1: And uh, so, you've got uh, how many <clears throat> modifications have you done to this? I'm, I'm, I'm sure you. Uh, you, I think you just said you swapped out the rear end. Did you go with an eight and a quarter, or uh, what well, did
0: you I did, do? And I did end up going with an eight and a quarter rear end, and that was. I kind of I kind of went too quick with that one, and I think we should have made a video about it. But it was the reason why I I, I didn't end up make well we didn't end up making a video about it was I had it and I had it sitting here, and I was gonna modify it before putting it in, and um, the rear brakes failed. Mm, Okay. One of the rear brake lines, or sorry, the 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 uh, the wheel cylinder for the drums failed on the Dana 35, and I didn't want to put any money into that Dana 35. So it was just as quick and easy to do a, an axle swap mm-hmm. as it was to, to uh, fix that wheel cylinder. Right. So I ended up going with that.
1: So did you um, wind up with a 29 spline or the 27 spline?
0: <clears throat> I haven't opened it up. I'll be completely honest with you. I know it came out of a 97 Jeep Cherokee Sport. So if anyone wants to look up the stats for that, uh, yeah, by all means, you could you could probably inform us better. Yeah. It, just opening it up. It, anyway,
1: right? it should be a, 90, a 29 spline.
0: Oh, is that right?
3: Yeah. Oh. I,
1: I can't remember if it was 96 or 97. I think it was 96 that you had the potential of having either uh, the, um, maybe it was 96, you could have had the, the older 23 spline or the newer 29 spline. There was a mixture like mid year.
0: Oh, I see. It was a transition year, So right. there was like
1: half and half. Yeah, so it was probably 96, but uh, I think you're okay. 97 all the way through 2000, 2001, uh, and of course, I think it was around 2000 they switched to the low pinion uh, Dana 30s.
0: Yeah, which I was really happy to have the high pinion. Right. And and the other the other plus was. Uh, Immediately when I looked under it, not only was it a high pinion, but it didn't have the vacuum disco. Yeah. So I was, oh, man, I was just stoked. To oh, see that's that. true because
1: you said 93, so there was a possibility for that. I can't remember what year it was that they swapped those over. My, own, my personal experience has been with the 97 on uh, forward, so uh, the 98, 99 that, that I own. So the, uh, a lot of this other stuff I've just read about and I uh, have to try to remember not experiencing it firsthand. So. Yeah, to
0: be honest, like, when, when we first got going with this Cherokee, I, like, personally, I know, I know quite, about, uh, quite a bit about automobiles, mm-hmm. and I knew a bit about the Cherokee, like, the ins and outs of the Cherokee, right. but through this whole learning process with, um, with doing our channel and with, uh, with everything we've been doing, man, the, the knowledge that's out there on, like, specifics
1: <laughs> oh yeah it's, it it's wonderful in. It it's a huge difference my first four-wheel drive was in uh, 1983 it was a four four-wheel drive, drive short wheelbase chevrolet truck and the only way to find out anything about them was to you know experience it firsthand or to open up a magazine or maybe an owner's manual or a chilton's book uh there was no internet so it, whenever i got back into four-wheel drives whenever i went to lift this uh Ninety-eight Cherokee. I was just amazed at how much information there was available, and uh, of course, we have a lot of that information at xjtalk.com.
0: Yeah, it turns out now. Now at work, I'm a bit of the Jeep guy. You know, <laughs> Jeep comes in. Oh, this guy can fix it. <laughs> um,
1: do you see many Cherokees come in?
0: Uh, so far, I, I, I've only seen a handful, and and some some really, yeah, bastardized ones. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, to say, I mean. Around here, they don't really get a, a great name because um, a lot of people with the, with the DIY, they, they don't inform themselves. They don't figure out and research and do what needs to be done to, to do lifts properly right? And to do them safely.
1: How many, uh, how many I've blocks? I've seen,
0: seen some really, really bad stuff done.
1: How many uh, blocks do you see on the, uh, the rear leaf, leaf springs?
0: Um. Uh, not so much with the blocks on the leaf springs. I mean, I have seen a bit of the spa- yeah, block spacers, but right. not, not not excessive. What I have seen though is um, removing the um, uh, the the tower that holds the the front leaf spring, or sorry, the the front coil spring, and replace it with a, a chunk of box steel and weld it into place and remount the perch.
1: Holy crap!
0: Yeah, I've seen I've seen some some.
1: Is that Real to get a lift?
0: Stuff that, yeah, and it, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Don't do that. It's no. not going to benefit you in any way, and it's not going to help you.
1: So maybe I just heard it, but I was, uh, it came to mind that I'd ask you what's the worst, thing, worst modification you're, you've ever seen to a Cherokee? Uh, is there one worse be- than that?
0: Oh, that would be oh. the one. Oh, and that man. one when it was actually it was, the whole back was hacked off to fit a, a makeshift wooden camper.
1: Oh really? you need to take some pictures.
0: I think one of the guys at work took
1: pictures. Oh goodness. I think the worst thing I've ever seen online is somebody taking uh, a, uh, their, their uh, heater core was blocked and they weren't getting any cold, I'm sorry, any warm air or hot air during wintertime. So they bought this uh, contraption and they sat it between the two front seats and they, it was, uh, it was like a heater, but it still ran off of the engine. A cooling system, but it was it was uh, like a standalone system that you would hook up to the heater hoses. So they literally ran the heater hoses under the bottom of the Cherokee through a hole there in the back seat area and ran up to this this contraption, this little heater with these nozzles facing from the back forward. And and they said it worked great. It was a lot of good heat, and it was uh, you know now they don't have to worry about being cold anymore. And I thought, well, when one of those lines pop, they're really not going to have to worry about being cold. They're going to have to worry about skin grafts. Because <laughs> they, were, they were literally running the heater hoses inside the cab of the
0: vehicle. Oh. Not under the, the undercarriage?
1: It, it, yeah, underneath the body and then up through a hole right where the, uh, the passengers would sit in the back.
0: Oh, right, right.
1: And then feeding it to this box that was mounted on the co- top of the console sitting between the two front seats.
0: Believe it or not, around the same years that the Cherokee was running, the Forerunner, the one of the Forerunners, had the same thing as an option.
1: I would think it would be illegal from the standpoint of having the engine coolant inside the, the, the cab of the vehicle.
0: Yeah, normally you would have it in a box that would, was, I think the Forerunner the had it in a box that was encased. And if it ever burst, yeah. it, it would drain out. But yeah.
1: No, these, these were just a couple of hoses uh, with a tie wrap holding them together.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh just so anyone's listening, I wouldn't recommend
1: that. No, I, I definitely wouldn't either. <laughs> I found that picture the other day. It was a a post I think on jeepforum.com and uh, there was some very interesting comments uh on that uh that installation. Uh nothing surprisingly nothing uh that would reach the level of being disrespectful or flaming the person about it, but uh <laughs> it was borderline. <laughs> like I think there was one that was just wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's all kinds out there, man. There's there's all kinds of ways of making things work, and putting yourselves in harm's way.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so speaking of harm's way, what's the worst thing you guys have ever done off road in that Jeep?
0: Um. Well, to be honest, we well we haven't done anything really really extreme. And uh, know. well, well, we like we, we we did do a one trip in the snow. We kind of got roped so, into that one. Oh, uh, yeah. And. Uh, Uh, Well, if you you know the region that we live, and and if anyone who's listening may know their uh, geography decently at all, we we live in a a little town called Squamish, British Columbia. And that's in, uh, well, it's in British Columbia, and it's just about 45 minutes north of Vancouver in the coastal mountain range. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's halfway between Vancouver and Whistler, British Columbia, if anyone knows that town. It's a ski town. So, we're at sea level, um, but in any direction other than into the sea, you're going r- straight uphill, and we have some pretty good switchback roads with uh, dead cliffs off to the side, and, and they're just at-your-own-risk roads. <laughs> and when, when, you go in the, when you go in the winter, you really got to be careful, because...
2: Yes, your rig may be good in, well, most conditions, but
0: <laughs>
2: even the best tires aren't the best on ice, right? right. Yeah.
0: And, and we're, we're thinking about doing a video in the fall, actually, about this. And it's, it's about getting to the trail in the winter. Trail riding in the winter is really, really fun you go through deep snow and you go through all kinds of obstacles that in the summertime may not even be doable for uh, the rig that you're, you're trying to do these, these trails with because of other rigs passing over the rocks and, and packing things down. But yeah, the, the scary part is, is getting to the trail and losing traction on, on Hills. And one of the scariest moments for me in this Cherokee was before we even put these tires on, which I think these tires would have probably been worse in the scenario because they're a lot wider, was uh, getting to a trail and we we actually didn't make it to the trail because it was on a switchback and we lost traction and we were trying to do a three-point turn and we nearly went off the cliff. and. For Squamish standards, going off a cliff is not, you know, a thirty-foot drop. It's depending on how high you are. But at the at the time, I think they we're
2: at least at least three hundred and fifty feet sheer drop. That's scary.
0: So no, was, no guardrail, no. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I would I would assume this is one of those situations where you're moving and you're trying to make this turn, and things start sliding completely out of control, and you're just sitting there hoping that it's going to slow down and stop before it gets to the point where Tommy is uh, a single parent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> my side is the cliff side. Well his side was on the cliff side and he was freaking out. Oh, so
1: so Tommy wasn't gonna be the one bailing out.
0: <laughs> no, no, and, and where where I was freaking out was because um, we, we have the 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 factory L S D in the rear mm-hmm. and on snow oh, like on ice in, in in particular because of the the rear drums and the the way the proportioning valve works for the braking system if your foot is not on there with an ironclad those wheels are spinning
2: <laughs>
0: you have to have your foot i mean my leg was tired by the end of it my my heart's <laughs> jumping <laughs> out of yeah, my chest yeah, right? that. because as you're trying to do your three-point turn and you're on uh, whatever degree slope, and you're on ice, and you're trying to just turn around so you can get back and go back off the road, and the whole thing keeps veering towards the cliff further <laughs> <laughs> because your back wheels won't stop spinning. Right. And yeah, I mean that 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 had to have been the scariest experience. Um, so have being you been trails? I'm not worried because I have people around me that that. We could roll over, you know, worst case, we damage the Jeep, somebody gets injured, so be it, but we're not going off a cliff just right. trying to get to the trail.
1: Not, right? not almost guaranteed instant death. So uh, have you been back to this place since then during winter, or, or was, that, uh, was that one time enough for you?
0: <clears throat> uh, that time was enough for me for that kind of condition until I end up running chains, and that's what we're thinking about doing a video about this fall.
1: Now it appears that you do not have a winch on the on the front of your Cherokee. Any plans for that? I mean, uh I would imagine uh, uh depending <laughs> depending on what was around that cliff area, you could have uh, at least used the winch to kind of make sure that you didn't go over or at least had a uh you could dangle there until somebody found you.
0: Yeah, no, we don't have a winch and <clears throat> we didn't at the time, we still don't. We're still working on that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, like I said, it's a constant build.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, well, that's that's the fun. It's I call it uh, uh, the equivalent to a woman's shadow box because you're never really quite done with it. And uh, I don't think you'd want to be. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, exactly. So um, we, we're, we're confident enough to go wheeling by ourselves. I mean, we don't normally do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, without a winch, it's, it's definitely a lot more work if you do get stuck. Okay. We do have come-alongs and... and ropes and chains and all that stuff because as, as anyone who's experienced in in pulling out of stuff, unless we're pulling out of like deep mud, six inches is a mile, right? Oh yeah, sure. You get, you get stuck and you really only need that little, little tiny helping hand to get out of some situation that you might've got yourself stuck in some rut, some whatever it is. So we have been able to manage with, with the gear that we have but yeah, I know a winch is definitely in the stars. Okay,
1: so let's uh, let's direct uh, direct the conversation over towards your YouTube thing. How did you get started with that, and uh, what all do you what all do you do on the YouTube, uh, and maybe what plans are you, do you have for it?
0: Okay, so the way we got started—that's oh, a ago. Year ago. Yeah, it's about a year ago. So the way we got started was um, when we started building this Cherokee. I had a lot of ideas of what I wanted to do with it. And, well, Tommy obviously had his input because we're, we're kind of like, you know, doing it as a, a buddy build, right? Mm-hmm. Like building with buddies. So, like, um, well, how, how would I put this? Uh, rear bumper. Well, yeah, that, that's one of the things that we did. But how we got started on YouTube. And what, what happened was we, we were looking for ideas. So we went on to the interwebs. We're looking for ideas. Uh, how have other pe- people done things? How can we do it similar? How can we do it different? I mean, I'm a, I'm a, 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 a welder. Yeah, I'm a mechanic. So I kind of like the idea of doing things different, doing things a little bit out of the ordinary. So we were looking at a lot of a lot of blogs and forums and stuff and I had my own ideas. Our theme for this whole thing was to keep things really boxy looking because the Cherokee really boxy looking mm-hmm. in the first place mm-hmm. and we, we wanted to do tube fenders but you know we, we wanted to do them with square tubing which had obviously had never been done because I, I haven't seen anything else like it. Right. So but where it all got started was, I was spending hours and, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on forums and they're really informative. There's a lot of people who know a lot of stuff, yeah. but man, are they boring, dude. <laughs>
3: uh-huh. Man,
0: yeah. they're so boring, I mean, your eyes just go numb because you're information, information, information. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to cut in between, right, unless right. you're looking at the ads that cut up in between yeah i I have enough fabric softener but so what i wanted to do was to start a build kind of as a joke
2: right yeah because he does always like do this chalky stuff with drinking beer yeah so i thought (laughs) i thought it would be a good idea to do what we do and cut
0: everything up with a joke because that's when when we're hanging out in the garage, we'll yeah, we'll out. get some work done and then we'll take a break and we'll have a laugh wow. and then we'll do some work and then we'll take a break and have a laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of beers in the meantime, right? So meantime, yeah. I thought of writing <laughs> writing a forum uh or my own thread and it was basically started it off with got a new garage and got a new Cherokee. So I thought other than just necking down beers with my pals, yeah, <laughs> let's get some work done. <laughs> <laughs> so started it's that so. off, and and did a bunch of uh, posts on that, and a lot of people started following us and really liking what we were doing and asking for more, saying, "Hey, man, can you can you show more? Can you do this? Can you do that?" And Tommy and I thought, "Well, why don't we why don't we do videos? This would be fun." Yeah. So we, I just happen to have a really nice camera because <laughs> my wife wanted a really nice camera.
1: Ah, um, excellent. No begging or apologizing that way.
0: Yeah. So, so I just happen to have a really nice camera. And then we found some other gear like tripods and stuff like that mm-hmm. on, the, on the buy and sell websites. And we don't have anything good. Everything, everything we got is mainly DIY stuff. Yep. So we thought, hey, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's make a, a YouTube channel. I, people watch that stuff and they like it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I think our audience will like it. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> so we, we tried the vlog thing like a lot of other people did. And we, we shot, I think, for about 20 minutes in the garage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, well, I scrapped that whole thing because that was the most boring thing to watch ever.
1: Worse, yeah. than, uh, worse than being on the forum, then.
2: The whole thing is different. Different things. Yeah, we want something different, right?
1: right. Yeah, the whole idea.
2: Style, like more put put more entertainment. Yeah, because that's why people
0: tuned into our our thing in the first place is because we we gave it that entertainment. So we thought, let's make a channel. But hey, Tommy, let's 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 consider this. Let's, uh, let's yeah, consider most for the, first and foremost. For the people who are watching it, not uh, for
2: us, that it's entertaining—that people are gonna want to watch. Yeah, it. it's like our audience team. side. So we're gonna do what we want, regardless.
0: So <laughs> 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 the the entertainment factor is for you guys, right? Mm-hmm. And and it and it is kind of basically what we do around here, but we just kind of <laughs> overdramatize it.
1: <laughs> sure. Well, now let me make sure I understand. So you, you uh, put up a post on a, uh, a Cherokee forum, and you uh, your interest was to show things that were different, put some entertainment involved in it, and uh, then you came up with the idea of doing the YouTube video. Was it, uh, at the time, was it we're going to put the YouTube video up, up on the, the forum, or we're just going to do this external to the forum, so we're just going to try to launch this YouTube channel, and we may post it on the forum or forums.
0: Well, at the time, it was, it was more, um, let's make these videos and then we'll appease the people who have been watching our forum. But mm-hmm. um, well, it ended up turning into something else entirely. So we, we're, we're, just going, we're, we're just rolling with the punches, right? Right. I mean, people, people ask us for all kinds of stuff and we do what we can to focus on that, but we also have our own directions that we want to take it.
1: Sure. Well, sometimes the, the request from the audience will coincide with what you want to do. So one of the things that impressed me most about your, your YouTube videos was exactly that, the humor that was in it. And uh, of course, the subtitles on Tommy, I was just, it was a guilty laughter because I thought that's just so wrong for him to be doing that to his friend. <laughs> but, but your, 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 your uh, YouTube videos are, are informative and entertaining. And, and of course, that's the key to a successful youtube channel um what uh i mean I, I can tell you're a funny guy and and tommy of course you said he's funny he's an oddball and even in uh, japan so it, it sounds like you're just being you uh but you put a lot of thought behind your uh, your videos don't you
0: yeah well i mean we, we put a lot of effort into them we don't want to just post something part blank you know like here you go, that's what you get. I mean, we we try to really do stuff for the audience. Mm -hmm. And we try to show, like, the ideas that we have. You know, Mm -hmm. we we really, like, (laughs) to say that we sit down and think of this, uh, like, through a long process, is kind mm -hmm. of like we hang out and drink a bunch of beers and laugh about stupid stuff. And then put it on video, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's the critical bit, isn't it? Because everybody can sit around and talk about something. It's the ones that actually uh, stop talking about it and do it are the ones that are uh, really successful in life.
2: Uh, yeah, it's well, our style, <laughs>
0: you know? <laughs> no, like half the time, we'll, we'll talk about something stupid, funny, something, something irregular, something that we think might fly. Some of them end up on the, on the chopping block, Lore, you know what
1: I mean? Like, oh, yeah. There's always that reality of actually doing it and seeing it, and you go, Oh, this just does this, 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 this didn't, my vision in my head just didn't come out the way I wanted it to.
0: Yeah. We try to, we try to like give it justice for the audience. Like, Oh, they're not going to laugh at that. Fucking, gonna... like, <laughs> it's gone, right? <laughs> and some of the other ideas, they're just like, I can't stop laughing when I'm editing them. And like, just <laughs> so you know, I do most of the editing, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's where I, I throw my gauge if if I can watch the thing like 30 times as I'm trying to put the thing together and I'm still laughing at the end of it
2: yeah and it's going in to- the video and <laughs> the next day we watch together yeah and and they and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: so
1: Tommy, Tommy does he stare at you to get your reaction since you hadn't seen it uh, the first? you know to get your first reaction on it that's kind of what I would do if I was showing it to somebody I'd be, I'd be eyeballing them while they were watching it to see if they, were, if they laughed at the right spots and stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see when I give
0: him direction it's hilarious I'll <laughs> yeah. we'll go so, over a take a few times and,
2: and I'll be like times. no I want you to
0: nod here yeah, or like yeah. do that and then he's laughing and in front of the camera because I'm like kind of acting the part. Yeah. Off camera.
1: <laughs> God, he doesn't mouth the words for you, does he, Tommy? Do you see his <laughs> mouth moving sometimes when you're talking? <laughs> so uh, now you guys, your garage area there is is affectionately called the Roadhouse, right?
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah, and and we decided on that name because we. I mean, it's so hard to pick a YouTube channel name, right? So. When, and we were in a rush because we we had to post our first video, and we're like, well, what should we name the and channel? And we drink always PBL. Yeah, we always drink PBR.
2: And as soon as we, oh well,
0: yeah, we popped up the name pops Boys. Yeah, the Pops Boys. Okay, so PB. That's PB. Now what's next?
2: So, yeah, next is
0: all. Yeah. So. Well, we're always in the garage. Yeah. Well, technically it's kind of a roadhouse mm-hmm. kind of thing.
2: And yeah. then we thought of like Patrick
0: Swayze and all that.
1: Yeah, that's what I was that's gonna make a obvious. joke about, right? <laughs> I was wondering if Patrick Swayze stopped by at any time to to, to give you the speech. We're gonna be nice always, until always, it's not time to be nice. Like
0: one of my favorites of <laughs> yeah, all time. Yeah, yeah. Right? you know the movie name, yeah. Oh of course he does, he's from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was a fun movie. It was it was funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a good night. Nobody died. So uh, <laughs> so my question was going to be, are you going to be getting out, out of the roadhouse on any of your videos? Any plans to do uh, uh, maybe videos of those uh, scenic uh, mountains that you're talking about being surrounded by?
0: Well, we do have a lot of ideas, and it's just about executing them. So at the moment, well, we're always going to have budget constraints because we don't have any big budgets, right? So... We do plan on doing that. It's just a matter of time. So anyone in our audience that is wondering, hey, when are you going to do some wheeling videos? When are you going to get us out there and yeah. see your, your Jeep in action? Well, it's going to happen, but when we do it, we're going to do it right. And we're not going to half-ass it. We're going to make some good videos for you guys. As,
1: mm-hmm. as Homer said uh, so well, we're going to whole-ass it.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was going to ask you earlier, and we got we went on another direction. Uh, what are some of the other modifications that you've made? Uh, I mean, I I, uh, I have the benefit of being able to see the video from uh, uh, here on Skype. Uh, you guys listening to the show don't. They have some really nice uh, fender flares. They're flat, but they're very boxy square type thing. And as uh, Clyde was saying earlier, it more fits the aesthetics of the the square boxy Cherokee so I can see those and I think you actually have a video on uh, the building of those no Um, actually we don't oh okay
0: that was um early in the production Mm -hmm. of making things and we gave kudos to it in our our video on doing half doors right
1: oh I bet you that's what I'm remembering
0: yeah so if if you want half doors you're gonna have to make And you have aftermarket fender flares. You're going to have to put the door portion of the fender flares on your half doors. So I just ended up making another set of the door portion Mm -hmm. fit on them. Because I don't want to unbolt them and bolt them on every time. But Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, no, we didn't do a video on those. Uh, We have a write-up. But um, what we were thinking about doing is maybe in the future making another video on how we did it. And we're still stewing over the idea of of how we're going to go about that and what we're going to end up doing with the extra set of Fender flares.
1: (laughs) Oh, I smell a giveaway.
0: (laughs) I don't know, maybe. (laughs) Maybe, or it'll be a collaboration with another channel or something. We haven't decided on that. And we we have a lot of other work to do, so don't count on it really soon. Um, Some of the other modifications that we've done, um, was we we cut the rocker panels right out. Because, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, well, not that they were rotten. I, the floor was rotten, as I mentioned before, and I, I replaced that yes, all with... Yes. Um, well, I, I, I just used new sheet metal, and because I, I know how to shape metal and all that stuff, so I, I didn't go out and buy the floor pans.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I, I fashioned some new floors for the passenger side and cut the the rocker panels out entirely up to pillars. Now, a lot of other people, when they do the cutout rockers and welding, they do it up to the door lines. What we did was we did it right up to the pillars, so we had to cut a few inches off of the doors to actually fit that in.
1: Oh, interesting. I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah, so we had to cut a few inches off of the doors, and what we had to do was um, weld in angle iron onto the the floor where it normally meets up with the inner part of the the rocker panel. Right. And then we uh, put flat bar in between the 3 by 6 tubing and the floor floor where we put the angle. So it's fully welded. So it it secured. It it works as a huge brace for the unibody.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: And, um, yeah, it gave us about five inches more clearance under the wheels. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Oh, that's always uh, – so uh, that means more flex.
0: Yeah, and then we, we, we built um, a, a rear bumper after uh, doing the cut and fold for the rear quarter panels. So we cut and folded those up to make for a wraparound bumper. And the bumper were your normal uh, shackle rings, the, the, the rings that hold your shackles in. Those those actually are welded straight through. It's a it's a piece of steel that runs straight through the bumper and it's mounted to the inside of the frame.
3: Oh, very good. So we cut the frame open. So that 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 works as like a big uh, dog bone to hold the whole
0: the whole frame together. Right. In the in the rear. We're gonna work on something in the front eventually to do a similar type thing. Yeah. And I I, I reckon that'll just the whole thing all together um, but uh, as for other modifications we've, we, we converted the, on, the AC into an onboard air circuit
3: mm-hmm.
0: so now that runs at 120 psi constant to the rear bumper because the rear bumper actually acts as a, a six, 6 gallon seven. air tank mm-hmm. as well um, we've also done we started off with a four-and-a-half-inch lift kit from Zone Off-Road and then did further modifications to make it a six-inch lift kit. So it's, it's now a six-inch lift with uh, shackle relocators. Right now we have uh, spacers for the front coil springs, but those, those are going to be coming out real soon. Yeah, yeah.
1: I hear there's a, a nice modification you can make by cutting off the towers and putting in some box steel. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't seen, remember where I, where I heard that, but it's, yeah, I've uh, seen that one. it sounds yeah. like a hell of a thing to do.
0: It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you really? know, I'm
1: surprised, I'm surprised you guys haven't come up with an idea of making your own adjustable uh, towers, uh, kind of like the, uh, oh, I can't remember the name brand, but the, the $225 jobs that you can actually uh, undo a set screw and then screw it up and screw it down so you can actually level out the, the front of your vehicle and either, in either side as well. Uh, yeah,
0: that, that's totally doable. But um, what we we ended up doing was did a, a shackle relocation setup, right. so we we can level the jeep through the shackles. We have three different points right. in which to level it out. Um, those things they really just act as spacers for the most part, so they're no different than spacers. Right. We want to get the most suspension that we can out of this thing. Sure. As as you may have noticed, we haven't done a body lift. <laughs> so we we really just we yeah. want to get as much suspension. We want it to be practical.
1: Yeah, no um, body, no body lift, and then uh, no Hinway option either.
0: <laughs> yeah, no Hinway option. Um, I and didn't. He and
1: Clyde's I being was, funny I for was really
0: close with
1: uh, going with a matter daddy, but I just, I went against it. Uh, So, so Clyde, uh, just so you guys that, uh, aren't uh, up on your Jeep stuff, uh, the Jeep Cherokee is a unibody does not have a frame. So you cannot do a body lift to a Cherokee. We have to be fair and and let you guys (laughs) know before you run off to a forum and say, Hey, I can't find any body lifts for my Cherokee. Uh, So, the, the Wranglers have frames that you can do a body lift on. Cherokee cannot. It's unibody, but that makes it lighter and makes it easier to, to go over some surfaces uh, than it would for a Wrangler.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, there, there's not a lot of options for, for lifting unless you go with either a true suspension lift or blocking your suspension, which we never recommend. Right. Because… It, you're really only going for look at that point. And this is a trail rig where we really want to get places with it. And that's the whole point about cutting the fenders so much is to actually accommodate for the big wheels that we put in. Yeah. What size, uh, what size tires are those? Uh, these are really, really worn out 33 and a half 12 fives.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. So, uh, you, so you don't uh, – I would imagine that you do not have any tire rub issues with uh, that combination of distance and – uh, flat fender filler flares.
0: No, I was really fortunate because I, what I, what I did do was when I was sourcing out wheels, I went with a 10 inch wide wheel mm-hmm. with a three and three quarter backspace, which actually kicks the sidewall out a bit from the, um, from the inner bead right. of the, of the tire. But I also, I did the, the classic, uh, cut and fold for the pinch seam in the front.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Did the same in the rear. And, um, up by where the battery box is, anyone who knows their Cherokees or has been in the inner fender for or in, in, inner fender will, you'll, you'll see a little bulge out where it's a typical spot for when you flex out that you're going to actually hit. Um, a four pound hammer does wonders to that little bulge.
1: <laughs> yep, just a little massaging.
0: Oh, just massage it in. It's already bent that way. Just, just say ah. Oh, uh, you gotta go that way. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was smooth.
1: <laughs> so uh, I'm kind of curious. Have you considered any body armor? Uh, specifically, maybe taking some old beer cans and riveting them to the to the body.
0: Yeah. Well, we get all kinds of requests to do stuff with beer cans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some some fun, some not so fun. I'm sure. So, yeah. so you say request? Where are you getting these requests on your YouTube channel?
0: Yeah, we're getting them on our YouTube channel. We get them from our subscribers. They they leave comments down in the in the comment section below our videos, and make all kinds of amazing suggestions. <laughs> some some more realistic than others. Some that might um might get the attention from the men and And
1: blue. (laughs) (laughs) So what would be your favorite modification that you've done or the the best modification that you've done uh, that you have not talked about already?
0: I haven't talked about already. Oh, wow. -hmm.
1: And if you have to go back to one that you talked about, you can just say that whichever one it was that was your favorite. Oh,
0: I know. I know exactly the modification that I did. That was the best that I haven't talked about already. Um. As soon as I bought it, I removed the interior, and namely, I removed um, the, the center console that shows the markings for what gear that you're in. Uh, immediately after, my wife looked in and said, well, I don't know what gear that I'll be in. I, I don't think I can drive it. And I said, wonderful.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I think that was one of my favorite. Topics. Oh no, that's horrible. Yeah, I guess if you uh, if you're used to driving a Cherokee, it's really easy to know where you are in the gear pattern. You don't have to actually have a label do you?
0: <laughs> but we are going to make uh, further modifications to that exactly. Um we we're in the talks of doing some stuff with the lockout converter and the the electronics that control what gear you're actually in in your transmission.
1: Right. From what I understand, that's a pretty easy uh, solution just by switching in and out the proper relays. Um, but, uh, it is, but you
0: definitely do need to know your wiring. Right. <clears throat> it's important that you do know how to do some fundamental things with your wiring, and I think uh, by going over that, that, that'll be definitely a good thing to put on our channel.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think there'll be a lot of interest in that because... If you've ever traveled down a, uh, a steep grade and you're trying to keep your uh, AW4 into first gear and it won't, uh, mm-hmm. and, you, and you gotta ride the brakes, then so you say, hey, there's gotta be a better way of doing this. And uh, There is with, a much better way yes. it's
0: a modification and you really kinda do need to know what you're doing. I'd say the difficulty level is you know, moderate to advanced, but <clears throat> you know, with the right advice, You you can get it
1: done. The right YouTube video to show you just how to do it.
0: Yeah. Or or you could even bring it to a shop and and have an expert do it.
1: True. Is that something that you guys would do at the shop you work at?
0: Not typically, but... um,
1: I would think that the shops would want to stay away from those type things, if nothing else, from liability uh, restrictions.
0: Well, if you were going to shop, you know that you spend a good chunk of money on liability. Right. (laughs) <laughs> but um in all fairness there there will probably be four four by four shops that special specialize in that type of thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you if you did the research and you brought it to them and you say I need these circuits run um a good reputable shop would likely do that for
1: you. Well that's interesting. Well whenever your your video comes out at least they'll be able to make the decision if they want to try to tackle that themselves or take it to a shop and they'll be able to speak somewhat intelligently to the shop about what they want to do and what they should expect.
0: Yeah, that's great. And of course, you know, depending on the shop, they might have you sign something to say, you know, you had me make this modification. It's not for on-road use, yada, yada. Right. So, and it's totally understandable. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> I, I certainly understand it. Um, so now we've s- spoken about your YouTube channel. Where exactly is it that people can go? I mean, I, I would assume they could just do a search on Paps Boys, but you probably have a, a URL link at the tip of your tongue mm-hmm. that you could share with us.
0: Yeah, it's youtube.com forward slash Pabst Boys, P-A-B-S-T-B-O-Y-S.
1: And that's where you'll find the link to enter the roadhouse. And you guys have a video out, what, about once a month?
0: Um, Well, it varies. Sometimes two a month, sometimes three a month, sometimes one a month. I mean, we like to put content out there as, it's, as we find it suitable for you guys to see. Right. We don't want to force ourselves to put out videos and get you guys tired of watching what we put out.
1: Sure. Uh, the, you want to keep the quality up so it's more... Uh, quality, quality than quantity, but uh, po- point being is, is that uh, if you want, to, it's kind of hard to keep up with a YouTube channel that only puts a, a video out maybe once, twice a month, so what you need to do is go over to youtube.com papsboys and subscribe to the channel so that YouTube can inform you when there's a new channel, I mean a new video
0: out. Every time they'll put a little one next to our YouTube channel, <laughs> or you can see us on Facebook. At, uh, Facebook, I think it's forward slash uh, Paps Boys Roadhouse. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. our Facebook. Paps yeah, Boys you, Roadhouse. Yeah, you can just uh, go if you into like Facebook. On Facebook, you can be notified. We notify all of our subscribers every time we post a new video. Yep. And there's all kinds of other funny stuff that we just randomly post up there. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us on Twitter at Boys Paps. It's Backwards,
2: boys paps. Boys
1: paps. Have y'all planned any kind of a road trip to rough up the people that uh, took the paps boys uh, Twitter name? <laughs> 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 you know, Jeep Mama had to do the same thing on her Got Twitter. Kind of, her Twitter thing. It was Mama Jeep because uh, somebody already had Jeep Mama.
0: Yeah, uh, it just happens to yeah. go that way, doesn't it? But as for road trips, we're gonna, we're probably gonna have more fun road trips than just trying to rough people up over you. <laughs> 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 so, so well, we, maybe.
1: maybe that's a Texas thing where you go rough people up for fun. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's not such a I mean, such a Canadian thing. I'm
0: tossing on a road trip down to Texas, but I hope nobody's roughing anybody up. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just want to have some beers. Yeah, I, we we know we know a guy down in Texas that's uh, opening up a a place called the Roadhouse some, or the Ice House. It's the the Pabst Ice House.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I'm not oh. sure what town it is, but his name's Brad, and he's a funny guy. Hola. And can't wait to see that bar open. Yeah. I hope to be there one day. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: there's, yeah. Uh, there's quite a few ice houses here in South, uh, Southeast Texas. So, um, oh, is that right? Yeah, that sounds like something that. Uh, well, you know what kind of weather we have down here during the summer. So ice house would be very appealing to, to many people. Uh, when I know the, what
0: kind of weather you guys have up there, down there in the in the winter, because that's probably what our summer's like.
1: Oh, gee, that would be nice. Of course, I don't like. I don't know if I'd want the uh, the cold temperatures that you guys suffer through. <laughs> well, guys, thank you very much. Great interview. Uh, lots of fun, and uh, hopefully, uh, I know I and now hopefully the audience know a lot more about the Pap's boys, and it was all information they were happy to happy to to get. <laughs> so. Thanks again, and uh, we'll be uh, looking forward to seeing more of your YouTube videos and uh, perhaps even future interviews here on the uh, XJ Talk Show.
0: Yeah, Yeah. glad to be on. Thanks so much. Thank you. And I can't sing, but I can make romance. Elizabeth
2: knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Wow. And a 360. Yeah. And another 180. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the cream
3: of the crop. Yeah. (laughs) Ha ha ha.